0: Sure.
1: Hello, hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Show to Be With Mike G, the show of life, the show of bass guitar, the Descendants, all 86 company, a wonderfully cute dog named Brooklyn. Today's guest is one of the fine upper ranking gentlemen at 86 company, Omar Yifun. He's from New York, he's from Texas, he's a bass player, he's been touring, we got to talk about the Rev, that's right, the Reverend Horton Heat. I haven't had a chance to talk about Martini Time and the Rev since I was... In my early twenties, we talk, man, it, you know, this is about music. I know the show sometimes is about booze, maybe some some coffee sometimes, but this conversation is about music and we geek the fuck out. So I hope you guys are prepared for that. We talk about microphones, we talk about touring, we talk about monster magnets, tour bus and a show in nineteen ninety seven in Houston, Texas. But all in all, it was a lovely chat, and man, Omar was Just a wonderful host. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed this epic, just music-filled chat with Omar Yifun from The 86 Company.
2: and I was like whoa hey whoa, like, wait, wait, I just wait, got off the plane. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there's an a ring
1: on it yeah what yeah, you
2: Exactly. And so I go, so <laughs> they my, buy you a beer yet at least? <laughs> <my> thing, <laughs> no not at all. My thing was was my my excuse was my base was at the house and it's okay. Right. So we walk in this room I was like all right cool it's like there's plenty literally there's plenty of things to play here. Sure <laughs> it's like a wall of everything right. <laughs> so we walk into the room and and there is a bass set up right there next to the rig. Oh shit! And it is it is the bass that's on the cover of Livage. What really? No shit, like absolutely. And I walk in freaking. I was like, I was like, oh my god! Did I like, wash my hands really before I play? I play this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and I, I pick up this bass and it is almost unplayable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> like oh really? Like a manual, no power steering. I, it, yes, yeah. I felt like I I now understood. The whole tone. I I understood Carl Alvarez's tone. Yeah, it's the deadest strings you could possibly have. Right. Very high action. Yeah, and just thump away at it. Like just, he needs just, twelve he, inches of attack to just I'm, make it happen. Right. It's it, it's the most. It's the deadest bass <laughs> that
1: I've ever. What amp like, was he running through? Uh, I think at
2: that time it was a you know it was an amp. Yeah. Um, in the room, but yeah, it was. And and it was great, and I I mean I loved it anyway because it was I was like holding punk rock history in my hand, and it was it was. Who it was cares amazing. how hard it is I, to yeah, drop? You know what I like, mean? I was like, usually I'm a lot better. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. that's it's a way it's an away game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It was like, uh, so how did that work know, out? Did you, know up, up, did you end up doing? Two, did you track the record? Uh,
2: no, no, no. I actually I I I played with them a little bit. Um. But and ended up not uh, not making the move uh, to Fort Collins, oh. so uh, so we ended up you know it was out of uh, uh, man the network back then it was it's it's just amazing it's different like right? I just can't I can Im- I can imagine like how wide the network is right now right the internet because how
1: could, well and with people that didn't even ever have to meet each other A- absolutely because right? yeah. you you know at that point at least for me like in the '90s you don't have many phone friends. Uh-huh. I, it's either people in the immediate circle. Especially talk about punk rock, man. It's just Absolutely. like people that are just right there. There's no email. There's no nothing. So you, it's insular. <laughs> zines, you know? Yeah, zines, right? <laughs> zines. What do you, what's the most that you do? You write. You write, Ian.
2: I, I, Discord, right? Exactly. Say, Hey, yeah. I love your records. Like maybe you'll get a letter back. You
1: can't call them, you know.
2: <laughs> and sometimes you did, and if you did, it's such a huge. Yeah, deal. amazing stuff. Like now you can just get on Twitter and say bad things about. Them. Sure, it is a fl- <laughs> it
1: is a flat fucking world now. <laughs> like, Henry Rollins like you, you write him a letter then i'm sure he would have wrote back but now right. tweeting it, it's it's strange yeah. right so you it, it almost within the drop of a needle it expands your musical community Absolutely. profoundly
2: like think about no we, i mean I've, i'm sure you've heard about the Pantera thing the the of oh,
1: what phil the okay, phil okay is anybody really surprised that phil was a being a dick?
2: Well, the thing is, is is he used to do that stuff all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like that was that's just that's who he is. Yeah, it's not, it's not an excuse He's that they were drinking white wine back. That that that's yeah. who he is. That's right. But now it's a little bit different. Now sure. now it's like caught on camera on the internet you're right. you're done.
1: Like that's that's it. Is it so it's, strange though like I I still think Anselmo is unimpeachable. Because there is not a single person that's listened to a Pantera record and loves Phil that wouldn't imagine that he would beat the shit out of you and kiss you all in the same hour, right? He is right. volatile. I don't know him personally, and maybe, maybe you've met Phil. I, I, would, I don't want to be in the same room as Phil Anselmo because I imagine he'd party and then punch me and then hug me, and I just don't want to go through that. But it's not that a surprise. A, it,
2: that's a that's a, a punching and hugging kind right? of crew, though. Punch <laughs> the hug. Punch the <laughs> hug. <laughs> God, you, know? um, did, you um, did you hang out with those guys? Um, not really, of, not really, not really. Like it like, right? was like, there there were you know not really. I mean, I I just remember the the scene in Dallas being so, uh, such a tight thing that everybody kind of, all of the edges kind of just just mixed together, mm-hmm. like the like the the. Punk rock guys had had connections, and the metal guys, and the you know the the indie guys, and the more grungy things yeah. at the time, because you know that's what was going sure. on. Um, but every everything that was local was, I mean, for the most part, back in those days, everything was good. Yeah, and then it's a good you know, time. It was a I'll really on good time. days. Yeah, said, right? <laughs> this is the greatest time. I'm not sure visit. what
1: happened necessarily, but that's not something we have to, mm. to solve for here. But something happened, something changed that made it better in some ways. Made it worse than others, so it's exactly. a balance, right? So exactly. the fact that I can be tapped into three-piece rock bands from Leeds on Spotify <laughs> that will never make it to Texas, yeah. I like that. That's I think good. that's huge. It's I totally think that's good. huge,
2: and that's—I mean, you know—that's—that's that's the flattening of the music business. That's Absolutely. why there's no money in it. That's right. why there's not that. Like that's why it's so weird. That's why there's so much really bad music right yeah. now. Yeah. There's no barrier to entry. Yeah, there's like which is good how and bad. Do we, it, like how do we unlock? You know, yeah. how do we unlock this problem? And the problem is now music's for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not it. Well, do you think that's, so, man, there's going to there's
1: be so much to talk about when we talk about music and shit, but, <laughs> you know, there was this, the sentiment I had when I was younger. I was uh, seeing The Descendants in 95, 96, when Everything Sucks came out. Mm-hmm. still one of my favorite records. From a pop sensibility perspective, it's insanely good. Yeah. But I remember, well, one, that I saw Bill Stevenson eating everything in front of him, which I thought was funny because <laughs> <laughs> he was hunched over and just go, 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 backstage. Anyway, but besides that, that, you know, music was, I, saw, I was there, I was a guy, like an anonymous guy, and I was in a crowd, I was nameless, faceless, and I was seeing the descendants. They hadn't been playing, they just had reformed for that record and then touring a little bit and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, they're here, as I hold my hand up above my head, and I'm like here down below my chin, right? right. There was this rock stardom dynamic that existed then because the journey was far more arduous <laughs> than, dude, like having to play terrible clubs, sleeping on floors. right? You know, God only knows how terrible the PAs are and how many times you got shocked playing a terrible bass that you have to drive into 12 inches away. And so there was that dynamic, right, as a fan. It was different. Mm-hmm. Fucking Gene Simmons on a pedestal. Right? Like, there's these guys. But now, it's flat.
2: So different. Totally different. So different.
1: And it's almost like with a shrug of ambivalence, like, ah, oh, I could do that.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? Because the, you know, the 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 what you see now is 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 that is at its entry level. Entry right. level is getting a bus and groupies and all this stuff. Yeah. And, wow. You know, like. You know, entry levels for, for us back in the day was uh, no cell phone. Right. Um, I don't know if this show's happening. I'm driving. I gotta look to. at a map. Like, like maybe I think we might make a hundred dollars tonight. Right. And that that's supposed to feed us, get us gas and, and all this stuff. Right. And merchandise sales. Hopefully we, we get some of those. Chances are we're gonna sleep on someone's on someone's floor. That's you know? Right. Like and if we do that, then one person no matter rain or shine, has to sleep in the van you're the van hero. You know, like that's, With the stench that, in the van. A, oh, oh, man. But sometimes it's the it's the greatest thing. I always always love the fact yeah. that um that the first person that invites you to to sleep at their house has about five cats. <laughs> that's that's um they do. that's the truth. And it's cat box smell. True. Yeah. All all the time. Exactly. Why is that? it's i mean you know generous i guess it's there's a psyche with with being on the road i think that you start you start figuring out there's a there's a thing that i always had um i i always i always had about austin which Uh is which is great and that's like there's always an after party dude for everything but you know but the thing is is it's always at some random guy's house Mm -hmm. and there's always like you know six people there and three beers yep <laughs> it's that, that's it. and you don't know anybody and it's just weird yeah it's like okay i'm in this i'm in this situation well i, I guess i can sleep here yeah <laughs> it's, it's it, it is it's strange and you, there's lots of
1: leaps of faith when you're doing that tour. the, the touring business and the touring mo is just so different and i i love that i'll, I'll assume we're kind of similar in age right and we had some. There was a couple of luxuries we had, and before we dive into like an like an actual conversation, <laughs> because I'll talk about music for, forever. Right, right. But we had to was there's not digital era yet, so mm-hmm. if, if the internet was kind of maybe around, but if we wanted something, we had to write a letter about it. Yep. If we wanted to record a record, uh, that's a little bit more trying. <laughs> you had to be able to actually play your shit, right? You know, because yeah. recording to. If you ever did analog, I mean Jesus, four track. Like, yeah, eight you're eight done, track. right? it's <laughs> like a four track Tascam, you yep. get a guitar center. If I screw up that guitar part, there's no going back. I can punch it, but I if I don't punch it cleanly, I gotta go to the beginning, start all over. As I look at my Pro Tools screen now, which is nicely gridded out, of which I can.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I like I sometimes think about like wanting those old those old four track recordings, right. and then I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> to. I really don't <laughs> no. want to listen to them. And then if I and then, what would I play them on, like yeah, you know, well, there's that too. no, they always seem better until you listen to them, oh my God, They're like, oh, yeah, I mean even professional stuff, stuff that went out is sure is the same thing it's a, it's like really hard to listen like to. the
1: black Flag, i mean I, I take Black Flag as an instance, those are great records because they weren't orderly, right. they were mm-hmm. playing their instruments pretty okay <laughs> the, the most okay was hardcore the most okay-est band at <laughs> <of> the time. <laughs> I but they were like what you would call you know king crimson or rush level of proficiency but that's what makes it good that it is just a shit storm of noise sometimes yeah it's i even mean the early sometimes it was stuff. it
2: was just sometimes it was it was ev- it was just aggression and yeah. power and then and then like but you had to you had to pick out uh some of the nuances of that music right it, it, like like black fly was that's timing. actually timing timing was a was a real like building anticipation yeah when that you know like it was always and this is something that you know I learned just from being around those guys is and and which is weird yeah is is just building that ex, a, that anticipation you know like there aren't any there there aren't any stick clicks there aren't any cow no runs. there's nothing it's, it's like you everybody looking at each right? other in a room right like and and the, the thing is is like is in your in your soul it's it's how many, how long do I wait until I, until I go on, until I hit it? Yeah. And it's until you can't wait anymore. That's right. And everyone hits it at the same time. So it's like. That's an amazing it's like just wait, thing. wait, wait. And, and it's, it's just like my war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it's. There's some, you know what, man? Like that's a really beautiful thing to mm-hmm. think of not having the luxury of structure. Right. Not having the luxury of parameters to keep things orderly, mm-hmm. you have to do it, and you've got to have that. And it's honestly, it's like feeling that chemistry on a first date. Right. It really is right, and Absolutely. I always. That's why most of my bands never worked out because <laughs> 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 I couldn't date those fuckers. Like, there's know, no way we can't even communicate. It makes you. It makes
2: you, it makes you realize why people go solo. Yeah. Je- know, like, oh, solo record. Yeah, they just Easily. wanted to get away from the rest of those dudes. Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so where you know I don't know much about you. I, I, it's, I, lo- I love the fact that this industry is a lot of times based around uh, referrals is what I call it, right? So hey, Lindsay Johnson from Lush Life because of course she's the, the hub of the industry as I call it or yeah. the switchboard at the switchboard of the industry. Like I'm going to be in Vancouver. I don't know shit of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I'll, let me find some places to eat and drink and shook my, my I'm I just going to say wife now. It's easier. So my <laughs> wife and I like to in fucking Vancouver and we meet an amazing guy. A long-term friendship is built, right? And I mm-hmm. keep talking to him and all this. So, that being said, I don't know anything about you.
2: Where, <laughs> where the fuck are you from?
1: Where'd I'd, you grow I'd up? I really that?
2: did come out of the blue. Well, you know, I'm originally from New York. I, I, oh, really? I was, uh, like, only as a boy, though. Like when I, I moved to uh, to Texas uh, before I went to high school, uh-huh. and uh, and just kind of like complete culture shock. And, sure. And when you're talking what, what about part of New York, though. Uh. Well, like when I was young, young, Coney Island, Brooklyn, you know, uh, and mostly, mostly the east side um, of Manhattan Mm. was a huge culture, clash of cultures going on. I mean, it's absolutely my father. He's uh, he was uh, was, uh, he's from Trinidad. He's Chinese and Venezuelan, which is, you know, basically he looked like people from Trinidad, just like you do. And I do, too. (laughs) Everybody looks (laughs) looks different there. Yeah. Yeah. uh, but he had this, this strong affinity for Jews, so he wanted to. to he wanted to. <laughs> Don't be, we all? He wanted to just be around them. Really? So what do, what like do you think it is of,
1: about? And I, I, no bigger haven for Jew culture, Jewish culture, mm-hmm. whatever. It's, it's an abbreviation. Yeah. Than in New York. What, what drew him to it? The
2: fact that they were so cultural, well, so it, dedicated I, to a tradition. I, th- I think there was a little bit of that, and then, and then mostly it was, it was, it was business. You know, yeah. I mean, he How came. How they were at business. I mean, he came from not a lot. You know, so so like the whole you know American dream kind of thing. Yeah. is it was was drawing him. He he saw that he wanted to. He like pretty much surrounded himself with people, people that were successful. People that were very successful but also successful within their community interesting so i mean so so i think that that was like a a kind of important part of it um but you know later on in days which is a long weird story i ended up uh uh moving to texas with my mother so i went from um from manhattan um from, like, lower Manhattan to Garland, Texas. Garland, I, I, Jesus. Over- <laughs> Sorry, it almost takes a moment to just, like, catch my breath
1: it's, hearing it's, that. It's hard to process. Well, that. so was <laughs> it the standard, like, there's, there's, you know, moving around for dad's job, mm-hmm. moving around because the parents split. Right. So presumably the parents split, something happened. Parents split, yeah. Um, it wasn't ever a question that you were going to stay
2: in New York? Um No, I mean, and, and actually, you know, um, honestly moving to texas it kind of became became a thing you know like i mm. never like there was never as much as when i go back i feel at home and comfortable yeah and everything uh and i love new york yeah uh, i i go as, as many times as i can but i've never had i've never had the um i've never felt like moving back gotcha like it, it just and even even as i felt like moving to different places it was like oh, i've already been there i've already mm-hmm. done that that is awfully difficult <laughs> sure in <laughs> new york is awfully difficult to do what you know just exist just exist right? i mean yeah. like i i'm i'm really i feel like i'm really uh uh fortunate to be in texas and to be in a place where i've established a certain kind of lifestyle and yeah. a certain kind of uh group of people around sure. me that, good community
1: part yeah. of it i mean people feel you have integrity they'll vouch for you exactly is, that's a, a level i think mm-hmm. that's really important and i was just talking to josh hendricks about that that yeah the fact that this industry supports you if you're worth supporting exactly because there are a bunch of shitty people <laughs> in any in any industry in i'm any not industry, picking on any, the service any industry. yeah any walk of life right well so you you said you're about
2: 10 ish when you moved to, to texas um i was i was uh, around uh uh 13 14 oh shit like okay
1: that. like, so yeah, that's a that is like a cl- that is in a a very influential time
2: it's a very influential time but it's just before um it's just before the moment where uh where there's no going back on your accent and yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You know like, I, I i don't i have one of those like not an accent accents you know it's just like where are you from? really exist yeah people yeah, are like, yeah. Well, like you're not from texas until i go back to new york and they're like you're from texas you're from texas i'm like <laughs> wow always
1: greener on the other side it
2: it always is yeah but yeah so so it's just been that it's been uh what was so so what
1: is so because i can't again i revere new york with being this wonderful cross-cultural cross-racial i mean there's lots of diversity it is the communications epicenter of, Mm -hmm. of america if you will maybe even the cultural arts center of america as well although i love the little scenes that build up <laughs> talk about black flag or you talk about right, all yeah. the stuff in minnesota dc um, any of that right but what kind of com- coming into texas because i moved i moved around so much and i had to keep redefining myself with right. these schools man and so you're a teen fucking teenager in the midst of inner struggle <laughs> or motorly. yeah like, how do you how was it having to deal with that shift with the parents
2: do you have any siblings yes yes uh, I. I have two brothers. Two brothers actually. younger or older? Like, both older. Okay. both older. I was I was the, the youngest as well as Oh man. The ultimate black sheep, I think. <laughs> really? Why is that? <laughs> I d I don't
1: I I don't know. Like, Just
2: different mindset
1: than those guys
2: or it's I I kinda cut my own way. You yeah. Know? Like I think I think at the at the end of it, um, you know, uh, I actually do also have an, an earlier brother from uh, that, different. that was my brother my, my dad's Oh, so, gotcha. My mother and father both had both had previous sons to get married before. yeah. Um, and apparently they, they both did very bad things because they just had boys. Like, it's <laughs> just boys after boys. After the after karmic uh, the yeah, universe it's spoke like back it's, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's what you get. Uh, so uh, uh, so that's weird, but um,
1: would you say like, because I imagine at some point, punk rock maybe is a vessel for you to express yourself and kind of understand who you are?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think, it, and I had, I had this, 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 uh, this conversation with someone the other day, and I, I you know, I remember, I remember when, uh, when, when MTV came on. Yeah, like I remember 80, when it what, came 84? on. Eighty four. Yeah, it was, it was sometime early eighties. Eighty four, four, 85. It Got it. Day. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember it coming on. I remember yeah. when that was like. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. MTV is a thing, um, and and it, it was great i like, guess that's like you know young culture right. finally like had a had a voice you know and uh and really i was ta- talking to someone the other day and i told him that uh that the the moment that kind of changed my life and this is hilarious uh, oh man i can't wait do you remember the uh the video for round and round by rat <laughs> round and round no i don't remember but i, I mean that's oh song, i totally remember uh it's like you know like it's great like it's a lot, total of, is there a lot of
1: total 80 a lot of scantily clad women i would imagine with rap or at, not with not so one.
2: much not in this video this video is like it was a little bit but but there's like there's like a performance and then there's like a, a old stuffy white family eating eating dinner like at this <laughs> long table <laughs> yeah. and, and the stage is actually above the the um the table the table no shit and there's there's like plaster falling on the on, on the thing right. and everything and I and mean, there's one point, there's one point uh where it goes into like this double s- guitar solo thing. Oh man, I think I remember where that. uh guitar harmonies. You know, oh, called? yeah. That's where it was. Yeah, that's where yeah, it was. Yeah. And in like Warren D Martini falls to the stage <laughs> and he's playing the first part of this the the solo. And at the at the very middle of the solo, he turns and 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 he points up. Uh-huh. And the camera goes back up to other guitarist, and then they're both doing the guitar. Only the guitar harmony, yeah. Guitar harmony started, changed my life forever. Like, the guitar I, I like I, I was like, no I, shit! I, I, you know, like that's it. Like I want to play rock and roll. Like yeah. that, that's that that was where I. Um, there, I a, know, that's, that's what ruined my life. I think. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dad. For yeah, showing, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dad, for having cable. Like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was Kurt Cobain for me, unfortunately, in the, that's a good the early 90s. That's a good I was like, Wait, there's only three notes in this chord? <laughs> I, I can, can do that. that. Yeah, I, mean, I can <laughs> exactly. definitely do that. So, rock music changed your life. And let's say 84, mm-hmm. 85, you head to Texas. God, it, like right among puberty, or at least amidst right. puberty for yeah. me, anyhow, 13, 14.
2: <laughs> was it a, a big culture shock? It was an insane culture shock. Yeah. Um, I, and, and that's why I think. You know, my brothers were were older, and, mm-hmm. and and so so they kind of, I think they were a little bit more formed by the time. Yeah, a little. By the they, time we got there, they could
1: build a shell around their essence, like who they right. are as a person. Um, You'd
2: still learn it in 13, 14. Yeah, my yeah? my oldest brother Scott, he was an adult, and oh, and how old is he? Was and and was he didn't his, move until later. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, but but, the the middle brother Ming, he he's three years older than me, so he kind of. A little bit. I mean, he had along. he had a few more opinions than I did at that time. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really have any, and uh, and so and so like to to form a psyche coming into Texas from New York, it, it's a lot different. It's it's um dealing with things like the diversity that you see in in uh in New York. It, it's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, oh, you grow absolutely. up like you grow up like next to people, and yeah, you're forced to. I mean, everyone assimilates like. Which choice do you have? Yeah, there are those neighborhoods, you know, there's, right, those are the right, neighborhoods right. that that are that that are particularly this or particular that. Yeah, and every town has has their bigotry. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, which is why southern people like Donald Trump so much? Um, <laughs> I thought it was for his <laughs> hair. They're like this reminds me of the wisping willows. Yeah, but well, that's that could be it. it
1: could be. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's his it's that. his doltness. It's the bigotry.
2: <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But you know, like that—that's the—and and that's the thing. But here, it was—it's—it's it's a little—it's it, a little bit more ingrained. Yeah. It's a little bit more, um, uh, you know, it's less direct. It's more, yeah, more underlying. I've heard it's, that. It's where, it's—it's it's a sort of—and—and uh, I'm—I'm not saying just like just one directional race. I right for all everybody's of racist it. in some, sure, some way, sure. but but they're they're. Um, there are a lot of 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 different people that aren't open to a lot of different things, and there's you're and, totally right, and that that's what I think was was the biggest thing that that I thought like even even people that are um, are like African American uh-huh. black I say I don't really do that, but um, but they they per- they all perceived me as completely different. I mean, yeah. I come from from mixed heritage, right, right, but i mean all in all i'm black you know like that's yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's what i i that's what you relate to that's what i relate to yeah. but when i moved here i i didn't anymore because they didn't relate to me oh um, no shit they they like, no there was people, no community around it not so much like the kids like they they, they were uh they were confused that i they, they said i spoke very proper um Man, that this is so I, I strange, was, and, th- and there was a lot of things that, that that was just like obvious that I was not right from not the, there. Flavor, no. not the Texas flavor, not the Texas exact version so. they're used to. So Dude, there was that's, like that's crazy was,
1: because there are a lot of people. I've heard that same story, yeah. and it's perplexing to me because it's like got a lot of fights about it too. No shit. Mm-hmm. So there's just is it factions the, like in the same?
2: I mean, you know, the girls or some of them were, were were confused, and some of them really were were like. Into that, I was different, uh-huh. and the guys just didn't want to have. didn't, didn't it's, have partial, it. it's partial. It's like <laughs> partial jealousy. Like, I didn't want to have it. Who that's like so crazy? Like the question was always like, "What? What is you?" What, that was like a, yeah. that was a. That was a good question. I'm like, I, I don't. I'm just a you. You're I'm just an American. Guy, right? Like yeah. you know, like that's what I'm. Why used does it to. have to be more than that? Right. So coming. So coming through through that, like like, I, I really struggled to find to find a place you mm-hmm. know that that was accepting and and you know and where I could actually flourish and right. find friends and th- things like that and and I and it was it was like skateboarding and punk rock and is there everybody playing there playing soccer we're the, the, ones, <laughs> the it's so that strange
1: like. because it's like you develop a more critically analytical critically analytical lens at an early age and it's mm-hmm. not that punk rock is a bunch of people they're like book authority it's not necessarily about that it's that they took some time, even when you were younger, to think about how fucked up authority is, right? Yeah. So, in a sense, you're surrounded by people that have, in some sense, been critical about establishment, which is right. always a good thing to do, even mm-hmm. if you're part of establishment, which we both are, and part of corporate exactly. America, whatever, mm-hmm. right?
2: Still, good
1: to be just a little bit wary of it,
2: right? right? Yeah, I mean, and that that was that was the thing, and I, and from where I came from, I was completely wary of 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 like the status quo what everybody was doing at yeah. the time like I, I didn't wear cowboy boots and I didn't you know I, I and I also didn't you know play football and right you know like there there were there were certain things that that set me aside from other people and in and, and it wasn't really a racial thing it was like everybody like yeah I was different I was just a different you guy, can't help of. but fuck too.
1: The people that are like punk rockers, yeah, you just want to buck the system. Yeah, the dude.
2: The system doesn't like you, so right. Hey, what, so fuck you. We, we're, we're gonna, gonna rally to get
1: together. band together against it. You right. Know?
2: And then, you know those those bands, I think they made a comeback, and mm-hmm. like, but but only they actually do mean sexual things.
1: I that's think. right. Like, like that's, that's yeah. Like the, no, it's true. <laughs> that's they, like the whole thing. And then I realized that the uh, you know the red, the, the red little knapsack thing I was wearing <laughs> in my <the> pocket. <laughs> Man, I was a bottom or something. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> well, power bottom. <laughs> for, for A bare bottom actually. Just for, for all reference, I think that's probably the closest uh piece of the society that I've got yeah. into. But so do you you were playing bass at that point? Is that you doing band
2: stuff and kinda of getting into playing live and all that? Well yeah, when I when I was in when I was in high school I started uh I s I started uh dabbling in that started singing in bands actually mm-hmm. at that time. You know, we were talking about like how I hate singing vocals in, mm. in studio. I mean like and I'm probably not the greatest singer in the world because, still, like, after after a show, I'm usually hoarse. So it's like, oh, it's like, gotcha. that I'm, I can't I can't play tomorrow. Now. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's like it's done. Um, so you know, I started doing that, and um, and I I did a couple of bands and in, and in, uh, in, in high school and just out of it, and then I just kind of um, that at some point it was just like I. Now, I'm not the front man. Like yeah. I've never, I've never really felt that way. I'm not the, I'm not that guy. I wanted to be behind the scenes a little bit better. So right. I, I wanted to start playing a instrument. Start yeah. playing guitar. It well, was. So you were doing just vocals at that point. Absolutely. It's just hard vocals.
1: to. What do you do with your hands? I always find that's why I picked up guitar. I there just you go. Be, I that's that's what it. Do like, what do you do with your hands? I, I was like, it's uh, like man, like it's like I'm that guitar. I can't do that just, shit. It, the
2: guitar makes makes you look cool. Like, yeah. it's, if you don't have anything, like microphones, don't always make you look cool. And, no, they don't. And, and and it kind of it's kind of a very naked thing because everybody's looking at you, right? Um, and listening to you. And and when you mess up, it's more noticeable than anything else. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to start writing, so like that was the thing. I got a guitar. I couldn't. I couldn't. The dexterity just. Did, I couldn't. Multiple do it. notes. You know, like the the chords. Yeah. I just. I couldn't get it my hand wasn't strong enough to do it so I started playing bass uh, because I only had one note to deal with at, at a time, time. Yeah, and it's then nice. you know I could learn that so I could learn a little bit slower and of course also with playing bass your your hand gets stronger sure and so once I got the dexterity in my in all of my fingers my left hand then I started playing guitar. So okay. that's kind of, uh, so I, but I still think maybe I play guitar like a bass player. Yeah. See, that's, that's how fine. I do it. I play guitar <laughs> first. So when you kind of
1: high school, obviously you talk about that the kind of transition, how alienating it is yet puts you in, it pushes you into the right groups that are going to understand you better, which is a great thing about mm-hmm. high school. Did you get out of there saying, oh, I'm going to do the whole educational dream thing. I'm going to go to UNT, be an artist
2: no not quite you know like um it it, going into college was was really one of those weird things because you know i I was i was still a little bit too much uh too punk for my own good and really like and 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 music was gonna be it that was just what i was gonna do so um so even at a point where i was you know me and me and a buddy of mine uh one of my best friends we lived in an apartment uh, I worked at a movie theater. He worked at Wendy's and uh we lived in a one bedroom apartment together mm-hmm. and we both went to uh to community college. Uh in Dallas. In in Dallas, yeah. We oh. went to uh, Richland College and um and went for like a year <laughs> just doing like kind of the core things. Right, uh, it's right, right. what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to college or whatever. And and I wasn't a dumb kid. I like that was that was not about that? It wasn't, it wasn't about, about that. Your ability to do it, just I, if you wanted to do it, right? I didn't, re- you know, that that was that was kind of my thing, and that was, you know, even moving when moving to Texas, I was like instant nerd, just you know, <laughs> he, he just I, I just know I knew too much, I yeah. knew all the answers to the questions. It was just damn like, damn it, like I never studied, you know, like things like that, and I've never, I've never studied ever, <laughs> like, See, that's it, awesome, I never have, yeah, and um, and so that was like difficult because i got out of co- i got out of high school a year early um and then went to college and and i just still didn't study i still do not do anything and it down to the point where i needed a, i needed a new amplifier real bad so i uh, so i i sold my books and bought an amplifier books are it was expensive but, man i was like okay well um i guess i'm not <laughs> I guess I'm well, not it's just doing a this matter college priorities. Thing. I mean, and
1: that's totally fine. If you're going to do music and you, you said like, this is really my path. Right. It makes sense. You could always come back to school. Exactly. And it even
2: turned into, to, it turned into a thing that I, I kind of realized later that I couldn't afford to go to school. Like yeah. it, it was, it, it turned into that. Like I, I was, I was, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a scholarship. I didn't have the same. I wasn't going to take out loans. because right. I didn't, I worked at a movie theater. You know, I, I didn't even know where I was, I didn't know what I was doing, right. you know, what was I doing? What was my major? I didn't have one. Yeah. So, um
1: Punk rock your major. So, yeah, rock right? and roll I mean, was, was, yeah. was what I used to tell or, people Yeah, like, they won't rock.
2: let me they won't let me major in that, so I quit. You know, so I so I stopped going to school yeah. and uh and uh yeah, I really, you know, I took the time off, you know, but I never really intended on going back. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just that was really no. I'll go back, mom. Does yeah.
1: she care? She's like, no? You need to go to school. Kind of back and forth. Like I said,
2: I was the last kid. I, I don't yeah. really think anyone really was was like. They're probably. It, I at was point. never the last. The last hope, you right? Know? Like right, I, right. that never. That never happened. You know, my brother, um, the, the the one that's three years older than me. Mm. He was the he was the the guy. He was the you know So Phil and Hans the golden so child. He in a sense a, like you have a little bit of more freedom then. Right. Yeah. I mean he was the middle brother, so of course he got put upon a lot more, yeah. but he also was the smarter one. He was also the you know, like the one who never you know, he was super square, never yeah. <laughs> never had in trouble no right. drugs, no drinking, stuff like that. You know, like I, I was I was the I would say probably the opposite of that yeah. when, when we were growing up. Um, so, so, yeah, so by the time I came around, like it came around that time, I don't really think my mother even had any time to, <laughs> <laughs> to, worry, to worry about whether or not I was going to go to school. Yeah. I was just like, all right, well, I'm, not, I'm just going to do this. But, you know, I'm, I'm out on my own. I'm, I'm providing yeah, you, myself. Which is, that's enough, probably, how. right? I don't yeah. know You know, I you know, did the math on our finances, and I have no idea how we survived. <laughs> I mean, thank you uh, uh, for the mustard whoppers for a dollar mm. at Burger King. Yeah, that was <laughs> and, a good, that's a good time. ramen sandwiches. Where it was, <laughs> was like a,
1: White bread and ramen? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, geez. That makes a great sandwich. It, <laughs> it's salty, good savory, yeah. crunchy. Uh, it's well balanced. Very well balanced.
1: <laughs> a lot of sodium. It's good. Good for the sodium intake. Well, so did, yeah. did stuff, I, I gather that music kind of took you down the path for a little while longer. You talk about doing March for the Rev. Mm-hmm. um were you playing with hagfish or doing tour managing for them or
2: um i was i was working i was doing uh I, I was teching and doing merchandise for the for for hagfish mm-hmm. uh, and that was that was the mid 90s um touring around in a in in a overheating van which uh, I've, I've done Texas way uh. so many times arizona was. oh my god yeah um but being actually being out on the road with like all and like
1: amazing yeah, like,
2: because you grew up on it right yeah it's like was, you're kind of part of it now like one of my first tours was like my first like my first legit tour was like hagfish all and zeke God, i was like really? that was that That's was like gr- that was a great time to get how out, can it know? get better than that it, at that point you know well my last one was was uh was my last tour was was uh well my last tour with horton with horton heat was uh was was reverend horton heat Dropkick Murphy's and the Sex Pistols. No shit. So I mean, you know, like, is John Lyden still is he as
1: much of a shithead as people think?
2: <laughs> he's a nice guy. He, <laughs> he is. He's actually he's actually a nice guy. I mean, like that snark is yes. like Once it, it, the camera's on? Man, he really plays it. Yeah. He plays it really plays it real well. Yeah, like yeah. the whole nines. And and then, you know, up until the last night. Yeah. But it's like like man i really love you guys you get like the, we had a great tour and a blah, lot blah, blah, and this that and the other besides that he really tried to stay by himself that's amazing he stayed yeah. with, or with the other one of the other johns yeah that um that was that with him but yeah it was great like those guys were those guys were actually a lot cooler than, than, you, than you would think you right would think yeah that's actually really
1: wonderful to hear. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'll have to edit it out because he'd be so upset. <laughs> so What's that? John
1: Lyon be like, no, I'm a son of, I'm a bastard. What are you talking about, right? Uh,
2: no, no, he would totally, like, if he heard this, he yeah, would he probably would say all ball sorts ball of awful things of about ballics, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep the scales even, right? I never talked to that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so what, what, what was kind of your first dipping your toes into either cocktailing, hospitality? Is that yeah. out of necessity?
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of um, you know the, like we've had discussions about uh, what what's come up a lot is uh, is accidental careers. Yes, is, right is basically what happens. That's what fatherhood now. is, I think, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it right, uh, <laughs> but you uh, I, I don't. I, it came down to a time where um, after after a while of working with uh, Reverend Horton Heat, which I love that experience. It was the, like one of the best experiences of my life. Um, was it
1: just real quick? Was it always
2: martini time? It was, it was Jägermeister time a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was Pedialyte time. Water- <laughs> two <more> to one <laughs> Jäger to Pedialyte. Like yeah, it was it was a great like it was a great ride. It was like my first time in a tour bus Amazing. and all that. But yeah. that that's the, yeah, it's, it's kind you of you had lots lots of budget behind it that point, Yeah, it's pretty gross. Comm- Is it? Yeah, it's. CD like.
1: like what they write about in uh Italian movies from the
2: 60s? No. It, it just I mean it, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a little house on wheels. Yeah. That you know a bunch of dudes are in. Yeah, that's that's That already that's, sounds real spell-like. I mean that's it. Like it, it like it, all, all of the all of the crazy things that that people talk about having. Well, you know, occasionally weird stuff does sure. happen, but most of the time it's a house. Yeah. That you have to, it's is on wheels. <laughs> <to live there. laughs> it's I do, It's kind of gross. I share one thing.
1: Because I, I, I lived in Houston for a little bit in the 90s and seen a lot of shows during that time. And so my first impression of a tour, because actually I had not been on one um, mm-hmm. until later when I was a little bit older, the only one I ever saw up to that point, this is like 97, Monster Magnet. Oh, snap. <laughs> so Monster Magnet is out behind this kind of small club in Houston. And all I can see in the van, there's multiple TV screens and stuff, lesbian yeah. porn. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> Tell me, that's not exactly what you would expect from Monster Magnet.
2: I think it's safe. I
1: yeah. think that's. Oh I really? Think it's safe
2: to. I think it's safe to think. I mean, you. I mean, you. You gotta. When you're living in a in a in a in a vehicle with a yeah. bunch of guys. Probably lesbian porn is probably the only porn that you really can. Yeah. Otherwise, it's you know it goes down to questionable. Some, sure, line, sure. Like, eh, well, you, you were looking at the dick. Yeah. You know, well, maybe, like, they, <laughs> maybe they, it's funny because like, well, maybe I think there's some
1: kids looking at the van. Gus, <laughs> Gus, turn on the porn channel. Like they could just keep it up appearances. You know, they'd rather watch like masterpiece theater or something. <laughs> but you know just- i've i've done it i've I've,
2: to- yeah. I've totally i've totally done that yeah exactly what you're talking oh, shit. about i've, I've <laughs> absolutely done that it's, it was it's That's very hard ho- in the middle of an in the middle of an interview really for like um i mean kind of like this yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but like the old punk rock version right where, where a little kid is is recording recording you in your van right and uh, yeah, that's that, that sh- kind of like a shock value almost. Even though it's not shocking now, no. Nah, I mean, like it—it it was good to ma- it, good to to have them be a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, right. You know, like what's up with these
1: guys, really?
2: Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah that was like, like a, something that's so so forbidden, or right. like oh
1: yeah, as if they don't just turn it on all. No, the
2: time. but but like but more accurately, I would probably lean towards. Um, uh, a marathon of Dirty, dirty Harry movies. Oh, okay. like that's that's kind of. I'm still that's Magnum Force.
1: That, I like, but Dirty Harry is my favorite. I still. mean, I've done,
2: I've, I've gone all the way through. On the Deadpool the is
1: not a bright moment, though. For it's days. not.
2: I mean, I was the last one. Everybody else went to bed, but yeah. I, but I was like, I'm gonna finish the. Deadpool. I mean, the part with the the <laughs> remote control car. <laughs> oh I mean, that kind of wins it for. It's pretty kinda wins good. It for, it's for innovative. Deadpool. I, I mean, like, that's realistic. That's yeah. drone warfare. That <laughs> ahead of its time. But so if of, anybody
1: no. thought dirty harry the deadpool would be ahead of its time as that, to how people will assess? Well assassinate now I mean
2: you, you would though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's like it's oh totally, that makes a lot of sense it makes mean. it makes all the sense in the world yeah and so so uh so I decided to come home and uh and you know I I put together a little bit to you know a little bit of money to right. set aside because I mean, you really don't have to spend a whole lot. You're just making yeah. your You're per diem. Get some kind of booze and for, stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know, your food and stuff like you just save. And I, I really wanted to, you know, buy all of the gear that I always wanted, musical right. gear that I always wanted. Not everything I always wanted, but all the all of the things that I needed. Yes. You know, like right. I had a, a a backup for everything that I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I had, oh, had a man. backup for 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 every guitar. I so you could that. go on any tour ever. Exactly. anywhere in your set right so when i got my last piece i was like i was like okay that's that's good i'm just never gonna sell any of this stuff i'm gonna come home and and uh and and start playing again mm-hmm. um you know and then after you come home it's like it's like man you were gone you're really a you, long you were time. gone a long time the so scene's not the same anymore and actually the 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 scene in Dallas was going away. It was vanishing. Like there were really, and, and all of a sudden there were there weren't even any bands. Like there weren't any local bands. What happened? Gone. Just did, did they get signed and go major? Or there were no you? clubs to play. There were no oh, okay. like there, it was just everything just the, and then then you know coming up into the economy started tank. Right. You know all all of that stuff just just compounded perfect. to yeah perfect, perfect storm. storm machine, right? Deep Elm, Deep Elm disappeared in really? front of our eyes. Just completely vanished and and uh. And so, and so there was there was not a whole lot of outlet, and um, and so, I, and I come back, and I, you know, I think I was, I, I was trying to find work wherever, you know, I, I, and I'd already been working for, uh, like, I'd worked at Urban Outfitters. Oh yeah, uh, I worked at Urban Outfitters for white
1: belts. Uh, You're wearing a white belt, aren't you? I
2: I'm not. No. Oh. We're, okay. in, uh, we're in tan. <laughs> so then I become a bar. I became a bar back. You know. Uh, for the at company the, at, at Dubliner, yeah. For for and um, started working there. First first day was like OU Texas weekend. Oh Jesus! Wait, was it Texas OU weekend? Uh, it's whatever Red it River is. Rivalry. That, whatever there that crap yeah, is. Yeah. You know, like it's, and so so it was like, the biggest shit show ever, and in and, uh, and craziness. And it was my first time behind the bar. Jesus! And, and I just you know I I, I just fig, I. Just let's figured it out on the fly, work, right? You know, like let's work hard and let's do it. Um, so I got a job with one, or they sent me over to one of their other bars, the Old Monk, which mm-hmm. um, which became I I was a bar back there for a year, and that was like a high volume kind of kind of joint. Um, and then after a year of that, I ended ended up going back to the Dubliner this time as a bartender. Oh, cool. Um, and what? So when do you say this,
1: is this still the '90s? Then
2: this is. This would be no. This is uh, uh, probably about two thousand six, maybe okay. 2000, 2007, somewhere around that, yeah. mid mid two thousand, and uh, and and then we uh, you know like I I bartended there for for a year and then uh, and then they they went and opened another joint. And uh, and I became the bar. I, I became the g- GM. No shit. <laughs> so, so, you, so it was. Did you feel like you're ready to do that stuff or just fell upwards as some people do? Fell upwards. Yeah, yeah. it really fell <laughs> upwards. Really? Um, I mean, I, I I I've figured out something mm-hmm. that that was different because at that point I was not a good bartender. I was a pretty horrible bartender. As a matter of fact, I don't think I even I never even had a weekend shift. Really? Like I, oh I, shit. I was not a good bartender. Were you a good I was, GM. I knew I was a good GM. Okay. okay. I, I already I already knew I had those qualities. I knew I could do it. Yeah. So I was like I was like yeah like in looking around my staff I was like there's no one else that either wants it or or really can perform this task. So right. so I was, like, oh, I was like I was like was like can I have it? And like oh, I didn't think you wanted. And I was like yeah all right. Let's I was like it. yeah I'll take it. And so I so I took it and I did that for uh, like for. For about six years, um, shit. That's a which, long time. That's a good amount of
1: dedication. Yeah, I
2: mean, like, and I, I and still, it's like my favorite bar. I, yeah. I Still love the place. Where is it? It's, uh, it's really close to here. It's uh, on Greenville Avenue. Okay. So it's like the hub of everything. Like, no when, shit. When uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, it's just oh, I can't. Even ridiculous. Back. It's ridiculous. You like, go back still? Like, kind of check it out. Tens of thousands of people. Tens of thousands. That many? Of yeah. Are you fucking kidding me. Yeah, and it's a little. It's like eighteen hundred square feet. Jesus. And, and it, and it's just you know, like expansive, the whole block party is just, just goes crazy. Um, once again, still, I, I was working a full shift, full-time shift as a right. bartender. But I was starting to get better. Like, but I knew that there were better bartenders than me, you know, whatever. How does
1: that feel? Because like, it seems like because you're so smart and you know that you can be good at something, is that an impetus for trying to be better at it? Like you see these peers and like, oh, these guys are actually really good. Yeah. I'm going to practice
2: more. That was the thing. Yeah. That, was, that was the thing. And, and my whole basis for, 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 uh, for actually getting a job in the bar was, was back to the hospitality aspect. And I right. never had people be so hospitable. Yeah. Um, so I focused on that. I, like, I really wanted to be like this was a local neighborhood joint that, you know, that had serious long-term regulars. Like yeah. The place had been open for like 20 years. Wow, and you're there years. six years. I mean, six years. Is yeah, a,
1: that's a pretty good stand at right. any any place.
2: And it's an Irish pub too. And yeah, it's, and me like a you know a well, you're obviously Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I always say it's like uh like I used to, used to say there was a apostrophe after Leo in my first year. so it was an oh, apostrophe <laughs> uh, So, but uh, but yeah, so like it kind of it kind of came down to um. I started building a nice relationship with some of my some of the reps and some of the suppliers and yeah. stuff um and and you know people started actually coming to hang out uh to finish their not uh, to finish their day off mm-hmm. you know like do finish their paperwork and do the stuff and they would come in and they would you got know, to know you i imagine they, right? they get get to know me like right away because I was always there early yeah um and then then they would like bring things and they knew I kind of had them trained like Certain things I just don't don't even bring. That Did you like, so like
1: what was your perspective at that point? Were you a whiskey guy, a beer guy?
2: Um, I was I was big whiskey because because Irish the Irish I was yeah. whiskey and beer. It was was like pretty simple, right? Pretty much the thing. Yeah. Um, and I I knew that stuff pretty well. Um, but also I like to tinker with things. Yeah. So you know, I'd make a little you know cocktail here or there, but nothing nothing really crazy. Um. And so people would come in and, and reps would come in and say, how do I sell this? Like, what, what is, like, what, what would this make? Are they saying
1: like, like, how can I sell this to you? No. Just in general. They're like, I know you don't want this. Right. But But tell, help me. And
2: and so I'm like, I play around with things a little bit and just be like, yeah, well, um, you know, and I'd give my thoughts and, and that's where it kind of happened. And then. People from Print Card came around one one day. I was like, "There's this class called Bar Smarts," <laughs> um, and uh, and you know, like you, out of all of our people, you probably seem like someone who'd be most interested. In really, this. and I and I and so I did. I I did it, and I procrastinated. I really didn't care a whole lot because it was like you had to do the thing online, and then and and with complete with all these whatever like tastings of things that I've never heard of. Right. And and then, then it was then it was like uh, you had to have it done by this certain time and so it's like a, Austin, it's an
1: assignment. It's
2: st- like studying again. Yeah it's exactly like, uh, Then you have to go lot to it's a right. and and like, it right to of it's you lot to it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a and of it's a lot the I a lot of it's a lot of it's I lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of I a lot of I I um, and then, like I guess the the weekend before it was supposed to be done, mm-hmm. I just went ahead and crammed and did all of the and did, first time did, did ever studying
1: whole, something. Right? I
2: Didn't study. I just went. Just crammed through, it. I just read it and just and just like to test it out of it. And yeah. Passed. Went to went to Austin and um and and then and then there was like this weird thing. You're in the room with a bunch of other bartenders and they, and it's. And, and it was the first time that I saw like there were bartenders there that most of them were just as 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 like oblivious as I was. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like there were some people who actually really did care and there were some like reps and stuff like that. But most of the bartenders really were pretty Kinda green. Kind of green to it. Still. Pretty green, yeah. yeah. And then you get you get these classes where you're talking where people are presenting you're getting presented by, you know, uh Dale DeGroff mm-hmm. and uh and Doug Frost, and, and uh, Dave Wondrich, and, uh, and, and it, it's just, I was just blown away. Like, the, the one moment that, that, uh, that, that Dale DeGroff said, said basically, you're, you're not just a bartender anymore. Like, you're not just, you know, not like you don't have to be. You yeah. don't have to be like, oh, I'm doing this in the meantime until, until this happens. Like, this is actually a viable job. A career. It's a career. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a trade. Like it's 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 all these things and um and so I went through that and kind of and it really just affected me. It, yeah. it, it really did it make kind you feel
1: because it sounds like if someone because I people and I've had these conversations before, but like people look at bartending as like, oh, well, what what's your what are you going to do for a living? Mm-hmm. It's like somehow it's some kind of temp job all the time, right? Which is fucking ridiculous because hospitality. In fact, actually, has more staying power in the economy than mm-hmm. a lot of other jobs do. Well, in the modern
2: cool. world, that's exactly what it is, though. It's yeah. exactly it's exactly how we accidentally got involved in it. Yeah, is yeah Because, yeah. oh, I need money. How do I get it fast? Right. Tips, tips. <laughs> that's that's like I need to pay my rent at yeah. the end of the week. Like tips, need, tips. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's only, that's the only way. Yeah. Like like someone who doesn't have money to pay their rent in a week in most in most circles. Yeah. They're not gonna get that money. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, right, like exactly. People, servers and bartenders and things like that. It's they're quick, like, it's yeah. They're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that money. I'm yeah. gonna get out there. I'm a hustle. You know, like, and that's and that's uh, and and that's what was attracted. That attracted a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but what drives people to the next level is how do I? I want to excel at this. I want to be the. I want to be the best. Like, it- and so I went from being from from. It being okay that I was the worst bartender in the bar, uh-huh. um, uh, because I was a good man manager. Yeah, I decided no, that's not good enough. I want to be the best bartender in the bar, and then it was like, and then then it kind of turned into I want to be, you know, I want to be the best bartender in in Texas. town. And Te- yeah, it was Texas. Then it was like I I want like I want I I want to be the best bartender. And it wasn't really about competing with other people, though. It's for you, right? Yeah, I mean that's what that's what it should be, and I think I think um, like, and and I, I can always say date it back to uh, to the first competitions that I did mm-hmm. were were really about um uh, I would always see this guy Eddie Which, Campbell Lucky. Okay. Which is where's this dude from? Um. He he owns um the he owns Parliament. Oh, does he really okay? Yeah, but he was one of the one of the early, early guys. And he competed in all of the all of the competitions and he always won and he was like this big charismatic character just jump up on the bar and like like give toasts and things like that. Right. And like it, it was it was a thing. And and uh and to watch him compete was always like it was always it was always great because he he had a handle on it, and I hated him. <laughs> I hated him so much. I was like I just like I, you know what I I'm going to I'm going I'm going to beat him one mm-hmm. day. I never have actually. I still mm. haven't beat him. Um, but wait, I, does he know you hate him? Yeah, absolutely. The friendly we, competitive. We have, yeah. we, I mean, we we both hate each other. Yeah. He doesn't even like he he doesn't drink, so he doesn't taste. He doesn't oh, really. Taste. That like, is that actually does put him at a disadvantage. He's got an amazing palate because he does with the but right smelling by smelling and 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 he's and he's that good that he's that good that he knows that he knows that I'm good yeah so like like he can know something and and he'll just be like I hate you like, <laughs> like, and, and I'm like and I'm like well you know it was only it was it was a lot of drive to be as good or better than he was yeah. and, and that was that was kind of like that was kind of the beginning of it and i and i just and i couldn't figure out what it was it couldn't unlock the, the thing and my girlfriend at the time was like she was very supportive and she hated him too uh, <laughs> She was like how does he win all this the time win again i mean literally like it turned into the point it got to the point where we were almost making the same drink time. really like and there was there was a, there was the difference he brought all of the stuff that that he, he brought all of his ingredients, all of his tools, mm. and 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 there might have been like one ingredient that was different, and his and his was prettier, no and kidding. it was just and, and it was it was so frustrating, just like a, qu- a quarter of a point kind of right. shit, right? Yeah, and so so it was like, and so one thing that I I wanted to do is is you know I wanted to learn as much as I could, uh, so I so I so like I'm hanging out and in, in play local places like you know. Uh, uh, bolsa and uh, uh and victor tangos was was instrumental because that's that's like the place that was in the uh in the east side it mm. was like it was like kind of a big company that opened this place right, it was right, like right. one of the first places that just kind of threw out there that this is, it's about the cocktail. So it's
1: like it's it's actually having a cocktail program. Right. Had and you thought
2: about it, like being at the, the Dublin,
1: were you still at Dublin? Or I was still at the properties? Dublin. At the so yeah. thinking about that and thinking about, because co- that's, uh, I love pubs. Mm-hmm. Two things you do. You drink beer, you drink whiskey. Yeah. Right, you can get gin and tonics, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's, not the, that's not 80% of the business, right? It is a matter of just drinking those two things, having it be pretty utilitarian in a sense, right? right? So this concept of developing these songs Mm -hmm. developing these tracks with different flavors different colors different things you would have never thought about doing in a pub right imagine at some point it's like i need i need a larger stage
2: yeah it's kind of that's kind of it i mean and and you know like and everybody has to come has to come in it's like some people are, are really good at this and some people everybody has to go through the phase where you're where you've got like We've got like the the baseball bat of of very strong ingredients, and mm-hmm. just beating people to death with them. <laughs> you know, like like you wait, like I just discovered Amaro. Right. And, you know, uh, you just want to go. Have you ever had Chartreuse? Yeah. Like, I'm going oh I'm God. going to kill you with it. I'm that Chartreuse it. bat is it's still so, wide it, and. Oh, proud. it's it's all about swinging those bats. Yeah. And you know, in early on, you you. Everybody goes through that phase where they're 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 brutalizing people's palates. That's a brilliant fucking way to put it. They and, are, and it's and it's and it's a and it's a great thing, I, and I think it's a great thing at the very beginning because everyone has to go through it. Right. But you always have to rein rein yourself and come back. Sure. So, of course, I've I started brutalizing people. What
1: was your what was the thing that you're like? I'm gonna put people on the fence with. Man, this I
2: think the I think the first cocktail that I made was. Um, like the first one that I designed and this yeah. has kinda of set the stage for like a lot of things that I've done in the like since mm. was uh, was called the Muay Thai. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 the reason why the Muay Thai is Muay Thai is because I I uh, I was thinking of making a pseudo tiki drink. Uh-huh. Like I knew what tiki was was back then. Or pseudo tiki. which pseudo-tiki. I don't even know what pseudo tiki. Yeah, <laughs> I just totally like I'm like mate. Anything making, that's non tiki? That- completely making things <laughs> yeah. up. It's crazy. So, uh, so, I I wanted to make something that was I was hungry and uh, it's always about it always start, starts with being hungry. And yeah. I was thinking about like a curry, like a like a Thai uh, green curry. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of situation. So it's oh, not bad. Tiger, so, Tiger so, Curry, Tiger. Yeah. yeah. So I so I did I used uh, use like Serranos and so yeah, so, like let's burn your face off <laughs> and um, and uh, uh, Coco Lopez. Uh-huh. Lime juice and uh, uh, and in uh, gin and in um, basil. Basil is in it as well.
1: Yeah, huge component of Thai basil. Yeah, yeah. like I
2: I just put together all the things that I thought were, would go and, mm-hmm. and 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 made a great great drink. My staff hated me. Hmm. They hated me. They they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like I'm, like, I'm making cocktails. Like so I, I made a little list, and of course it wasn't coherent. It didn't go. Things didn't go together. Yeah. You know, it didn't flow well. But there were, I mean, there were sound drinks. There, right. was, some, there was some... You were uh, swinging hard. Yeah, I mean, them, right? like, I, I brought out, I, I brought out Carpreña, you know, I started doing these things, and no one was doing that in, in normal bars, yeah. except for, uh, actually, like, around the same time, uh, Mate, uh, Hartai, was down the street, like, he was, like, probably... Like four blocks away at, mm. at Libertine doing the same thing. No shit. So but you guys didn't even know one each other. One we other barely other time. knew each other. So we what were. Year, what year were we talking? 2008? This was. Um, it's about that. Yeah. Somewhere around around there. Um, and uh, and so we we were both like kind of installing these little cocktail programs into our pubs. Yeah. Um, and Libertine is just like strict beer bar, like crazy. And and now it's like a cocktail bar yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a beer bar. So it's like, it's like the authority. Right. I really love that place. Um, but, uh, but so no one was doing it. And we, we started doing, I started doing this, this thing is really experimental and just, you know, kind of knocked that out. And, uh, and then, uh, then I, a friend of mine had moved back, uh, to Dallas. I ran into him. He asked me, um. He was he was said that he had moved to Austin and opened this bar. Who is it called called Jay Blacks?
1: Oh shit! Yeah.
2: Well. So um, (laughs) so so he comes back and they're like, I'm like, "I, I keep seeing you around. Like, what what are you what are you doing? Like, you just got back and he's like, Well, I'm opening this. I'm opening this bar. We had this bar going in 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 Austin. Yeah. We're opening one in Dallas. And I was like, Sweet. Okay. Cool. Well, what's it about? Kind of told me like you know hospitality based this that and the other boom like really good food some cocktails this mm-hmm. that and the other and I was like I was like man you know like I'd been at the Dubliner for a long time and it Ready? wasn't a lo- it wasn't a loyalty thing it was just like you were saying time to time to step it right. up to, an, to another level yeah you got to
1: tour regionally you right. keep playing that open mic stage
2: yeah, right totally exactly so I go out there and do that and and, and, and uh rude awakening because it was like a, it was Blew up like a club the first night.
1: What was the spot you uh, care to mention?
2: It was, it was Jay Black's. So
1: it's a Dallas version? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sh- I but didn't know there was one up here.
2: It was. It's not oh, really there anymore. But it blew, like it was like literally, I don't know. I mean, I've been to the one in, in Austin, yeah. but it's it's not quite the same. As what we experienced when we, because it's there.
1: like multi-floor at J Blacks in Austin. Yeah, that's a strange place, man. I can tell you, it's 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 a bit strange. I've seen used condoms on the floor, if it's any consolation, and that would I mean be, I, that's not a surprise. You're not even grimacing. I have, like, eh. no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I've
2: been like the first night. I was I was oh, the first weekend. I, I went over the bar like a few times. Yeah, and and that that's that was just un uncharacteristic of me yeah. coming from a bar that was actually kind of totally different Could be kind from of you, right? rough yeah. you know at times you know so now so you're playing was, in a fish cover band right yeah it's totally weird yeah. like i was and i did a year there which which uh wow um, you that's know, it was a, good a good amount of time d- and none of my friends would come visit me and, and it was it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of tough but um but then uh but i was i was furthering my thing doing contests and this that and the other and i uh, and still trying to expand my knowledge mm-hmm. and i was getting there i was i was and i i really came to the point where you know i told my girlfriend i was like i was like i i, I want um and this wasn't really kind of i i don't this is kind of like self-serving a little bit but it's but there's reason behind it mm-hmm. and and i i wanted i i wanted to be the source i wanted to be uh i i wanted People not to be able to write an article in, in Dallas without talking about something that I was doing. Because, Interesting. Okay. Uh, bec- just because I wanted to open people's eyes to it, right. and I wanted to, you know, what's up? I'm
1: I, trying to think of the right word for that.
2: It's You're, really, it's it, really hard to, kind of, kind of an think icon.
1: I mean, it is. It's a, it's, it's a cul- It's a cultural thing. So right. In a sense, it's making you a cultural icon or uh, one of the influencers. An uh-huh. Ex- in influencer, yeah,
2: like i and so and so I felt, but i wanted I wanted to be like worthy, like right. I wanted to to like actually have the information, sure you know, like so that that
1: ask. in that position, we're like, oh yeah. hey, you're like, the influencer, like, and you can you can answer this question, yeah, i right? wanted
2: I wanted there be be a reason why someone's calling me for an interview oh. is because you know like because he knows about these things, yeah, like yeah. not not giving someone a bullshit answer right and you know, whatever, so so I studied 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 books and cocktails. Yeah, you got an amazing this, collection like, behind you. Um and and all that and just just kind of, you know, traveled and and did this stuff did this thing and um just, you know, traveled to check out other bars and other things and and it just became part of my soul. Like yeah. it became like something that I was I was questing for all. You the know time. what's strange is it
1: it's like in a sense it became the curriculum
2: that gave you your degree.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like it's mm-hmm. not in a what one might say a classroom itself right. but it's a classroom of life you know and and mm-hmm. I think that maybe people don't look at it on the same level of uh, um, authentic nature right like with the degree program and stuff it's like yeah but yeah. where'd
2: you go to school exactly
1: like, I fucking put, paid my dues well, that yeah. in itself is an amazing way to do it
2: and and that's kind of thing and that, that was kind of and that was early that was before you know that was before anyone was doing there was like you know there was there was uh, you know Jason Cosby just yeah. moved to town like he was you know like no one knew what employees only was right no, one knew, like, it, no like, one knew like knew yeah. Like, he's, he was working he was trying to find bartending gigs mm-hmm. and you know some people were like telling him it was he was like overqualified and some people were like, oh yeah. Yeah, give him a try like, does it like, not whatever, sound just like
1: an MBA graduate
2: uh, yeah it sounds exactly totally. the same It's
1: like oh yeah, you're overqualified we're right absolutely hired. yeah we're hiring
2: Tier and, one people, and then then like when people people like you know, like, oh yeah, you you from New York? Yeah, where'd you where'd I work? Oh yeah, I used to, I, I work I work at uh, Employees Only, and the, the other day start so asking questions. He's like, w-, and, and it takes a few layers before he actually goes, well, actually I own the place. Yeah, <laughs> and, <right? laughs> and, and, and then people are like, uh, what are you what are you doing, doing here? here? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so like we had people like partners. That that's what that it is. Are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had people like that. There were there were the influencers like mm. Jason and and uh and uh Michael Martinson mm. and, and Brian McCullough and uh, and and uh you know we we actually had like Christy Pope and Chad Chad Solomon that yeah. were that were actually like doing this big consulting thing here that was like way behind the scenes and no one really knew that 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 these. People from New York were actually Had were actually dropping kind of like above knowledge it, right? like on puppet yeah, masters, I mean, in a sense. You know. Like really, like a lot of these people were like were like were like doing this thing, and, and uh and so I did this this competition for uh for for uh the, called the luxury drop competition. For luxury Don Julio. Drop. Okay. Uh, it was Don Julio competition, and and um and in this one, uh, some somehow all. The Everything lined up, aligned. amazing, and and I finally got it. Everything got coming it right. Up, Omar, I finally got it right, and I won that one. And um, and the cool thing is, and I and I and I, I love, I, I mean I love the competition. I think I really did a good job. Yeah, I'm really stoked uh, about <laughs> that. Uh, and yeah, you know, I made I made the all, right now, all you know. of these like, like I made all of these like homemade ingredients yeah. that were like. The, the, I I just didn't even know like who makes I, I didn't know how to make falernum like I made no, like yeah, a, agave falernum yeah. with like all this stuff and, and 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 it was it was really it was it and uh and more be- and better than uh than actually winning the competition um Michael Martinson was actually one of the judges no uh, shit. he had previously worked for for Diageo and uh, I didn't know he worked for Diageo yeah ah. yeah way back and um. And he was judging the competition, and uh, and I won. We got to talking, and um, and then later on, he asked me to come work at Cedar Social. And Cedar Social had just opened like maybe like a month, couple months before. Really, and which, uh, from
1: what I understand at that time, there was nothing like that. That yet.
2: was the first. Uh, that was the first like speakeasy-ish, yeah. like cocktail bar, which it wasn't really speakeasy per se. It just didn't have a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and. and and so it was. It was a. It was a great bar that you know with great talent and what, and uh and one thing that that uh that, that Michael did. It was he created he, he, created a team. He put together uh like a team of people who were uh, absolutely the a dream leader. team. It was a complete dream team. Yeah. And they're also great. Julian Pagan, Trina Nishimura, um, uh th- like. They're they're all they were they were all so good already. Yeah. And, you know, Dan O'Keefe, like like I, I kind of brought I kind of got brought into that. And mm-hmm. it was and it was it was like, wow, these did you feel like you were up to speed? This is the first time I did not feel like I was up to speed. Right. Like this was like I'm not like I don't even know it. Like I saw the size of the book uh-huh. uh, of cocktails and and, and I was I, I was completely out of my Head. I, there was no way, but I, but
1: I can only imagine that that was the impetus for you said. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it. Uh-uh. I'm going to go study. No,
2: no. Like, I mean, you know, like get, getting getting pounded. Like, so I mean, we were so busy, and and uh and you know, like being able to jump behind the well and and just rock all these cocktails out. And it's because it's, you know it's the only way you learn. Yeah, yeah. Is is trial by that fire. And and it, it, it kind of it kind of turned into like we were really driving each other to do better yeah and and i and i think that that was that was such a healthy uh environment to be in because you know like there was nothing like that yet and and so and so what 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 michael did to for us is he created the playing field he created he built the stage and he and you know and he wrote he he built the stage and wrote the first first record yeah and so they, it's so strange because like and then this, he said, "Go write the rest of the records." Because it, it,
1: <laughs> you know, I think about because music is the perfect metaphor for for careers. It's the perfect metaphor for creation, for boost in a lot of sense. Right? We're mm-hmm. right back where we started in a sense, where it's like you're in a room, you're with other players, mm-hmm. and you guys have to make it happen without any drum clicks.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely, it's exactly it's the same thing, mm-hmm. and.
1: You're not the kind of guy that's like, "Well, I'm not going to be the weakest link as the base player, let's just say." Yeah. I no, I'm going to go home and I'm going to learn all this stuff. I'm going to come ball. back. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not I'm going to be I'm the Not be a supporting. That's, that's I am it. yeah, I'm the underlying the undercurrent of this
2: whole thing. I mm-hmm. have to be, you know. And they, and and you know like in in the creativity that was that was flying I, I mean like the fact that, you know, you know, the things that Michael was doing, the things that 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 Trina and and Jules and uh and you know like sunny back then uh it, it was it those things were were things that i didn't know about i didn't know that much about bitters i didn't know that much about tinctures and, right. and, and 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 infusions and how to do these things and how to make syrups and how to like how to treat juice and things like that i didn't know all that stuff so that was like like tr- complete trial by fire yeah. and and it was you know
1: it's like planning it was, three four yeah well, the, the, right like it's after complete. all these
2: days absolutely absolutely and and i mean to 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 get down to you know you know the the moment like the validating moment was was when we got uh at, we were finalists for the james Beard award Holy for the cocktail program what year was this It was 2010 yeah um we um it, it was like such a great thing for our for our family because we were I mean that that was like that was amazing. We're like we're like this is so great, you know. Like, we all go to you know Michael and we're like like this is this is awesome. And he's like he's like, you know, you guys don't realize, you guys have, you guys were nominated for a James Beard Award. Like, yeah, like because everybody international, just, like, people everybody are just assumed that that like they're like oh this is Michael. Like this is Michael gets this. We're happy for him. But then he was like he was like. I didn't do I This didn't is do your this. award. Right. Yeah, yeah. like, so so then we were like, Great. Even though we look at the, the list and we're like, there's no way. It's like impossible. <laughs> Even like, if you're the friendly like, underdog, it's still amazing company, yeah, right? Like we're gonna beat you're up for now, a right? gra- up you're up for a Grammy. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I mean really, right? It's a Grammy novel. Even if you it's fucking huge. lose, who cares?
2: Yeah, it was absolutely huge. And, and we and that was like that was kind of a, a like validating moment, I think. Yeah for, for for all of us, and it, and it kind of kept us all as as a team, you know. Like.
1: It's a it's an amazing thing, man. And so I want to take this moment to talk about the cocktail you made because we we're hearing and we're talking
2: about this narrative of, of your
1: life and kind of fucking like how smart you are. You know, you're not gonna just let s- something pass you by because the knowledge knowledge is free, right? And you can learn whatever you want to learn if you want to learn it, right? So mm-hmm. you got this amazing bookcase behind you. Obviously, a plethora of knowledge about cocktails, about distillation, all this stuff, which we talked about kind of even Mm -hmm. before the mics were on. But you – so I'm just going to say I feel like one of the luckiest people in in the world just in general because I get to come and talk to people. (laughs) I get to talk to people that are fucking cool, for one. And – in this particular case, which has only happened one other time before with Josh just before this, because it's always at my place typically. Right. So it's like, here, I'll serve up some bottle that you guys want to drink. You made me a cocktail, which is fucking incredible. And I think we, we should talk about that cocktail because it's almost done now at this point. Yeah, it's, I
2: mean, this is, this is, this was, it's, I, like to, I like to be, I'm inviting you in my home. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll make you a cocktail or, or whatever. Thank you. Um, That's amazing. Man. I won't feed you though. There's no food. I don't need it. My, but there's kind there's bars stress. in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave me to my own it's devices in the car. It's yeah. all booze. and Topo Chico. I love it. Yeah. And, it's perfect. And Fever Tree mixes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we we um, yeah. So what we got we've got here is like a, kind of a little variation on pres- prescription Julep. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jay the other day we were down at Julep in mm-hmm. Houston. And we did a little uh, pushing bit. the seven year. Yeah, we did did a little event oh, with probably. seven year, which we're trying to uh, we're trying to promote a little bit right now. It's like our first thing that's brown. Like, yeah, people have been asking us for whiskey and for browns. I know, and like, I hear there was some stuff in the works, but just it's, wasn't right it's, until wasn't now. right. It wasn't right, and um and so what we what we figured was that the the best way to do that yeah. <laughs> would be to make an older rum. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Don Pancho Fernandez who uh. makes our rum. He, Panama, that's, Panama, right? That's what he does in yeah. Panama. He's like the Carta Blanca is the only light rum that he makes. So so like, you know, he knows older rum. Sure. He oh knows, yeah. I mean he knows the young ones. He he's the only one that does does that in the way he does Right. Um Cuban inspired but the, in a sense, right? But yeah, completely Cuban inspired. So so it so it came to that. Um our idea was like well, I mean we were we were really thinking that this was gonna be your old-fashioned rum. This was gonna be your, you know, uh, uh, some of those, some of those like more darker notes that you're thinking, right? Um, more stirred drinks, this, that, and the other. But and what we were, what the target was, since cognac itself is already pretty dry, yeah, oh yeah, was was to make something that pretty much behaved like rye, yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. And so, and so, you've got like a higher proof, so it's a bit spicier. It's yeah. got it's, it's What's got a little bit guy? of those not notes. This is ninety proof, ninety proof, as okay. opposed to the eighty six of yeah. of, uh, of the Corder Um So the 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 expression the way it actually came out after you know we tasted amongst ourselves, amongst other bartenders, yeah. everything all along the way to try to find out what was the proof going to be, how is uh, what was the best blend that was going to come out, and um, and the final one was kind of was good. Yeah, it was good. Like, it, was, it was. It was. Yeah, it was, it, it, that's like, good. We, that's good. You know, we had a little plastic bottle. And I went around and tried to like squirt a little bit in the bartender's mouth. Right, like, this. right. This is what's coming. Um, and uh, and what ended up happening was that what ended up happening in the bottle uh, that actually came from uh, from Charbet and Marco Karakasovic Because uh-huh. uh, he approves all this stuff, right? He does, uh, yeah. like everything except for tequila. Of course. Okay, right. He's got to come across the border like that, right? So, um, so it, w- when he put his final touch on it, it, it turned it. into some kind of magical creation, yeah. And and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was um, originally, yeah. So the first thing someone did, I made a, I made an old fashioned. It works and it's awesome in old fashioned. Sure. You have to mod- You you have to modify your your. You know. You have to modify your sugars. A little bit like sweeter,
1: that. I guess, or drier. Honest.
2: You have honest. You have to. You have to pull dial back. Dial back. Okay. You still have to dial back. Uh, even, even though it's a dry rum, right? It, right. It, you you still have to pull back, and then um and then there was like the Queens Park Swizzle, which sure. I thought, um as 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 uh, versatile the Arcada Blanca Kanye Brava is, um. It that was the one cocktail. It's one of my favorite cocktails. Yeah. The one, the one cocktail that I didn't think it shines in. You Definitely. know, like yeah. it, it just didn't have enough of a certain quality. Once it's you know the crushed ice and all that. Right. Right. It starts to fade, um, which it makes the perfect mojito. I just don't know why it doesn't translate both ways. Hmm. But this this one, the Seven Year, uh-huh. the, uh, it does make a great a great swizzle. Which is, I'm like, all right, now we've got, now we've got all my rum yeah. rums covered. You can blend them together, make tiki drinks. It's great. Um, so this this was kind of like what we were doing in, at at uh, at Julep, and but we what we wanted to do just simple, just just a little demerara and and um and in uh, the rum yeah. and and mint, and uh, and it, and it's awesome. Which it, oh, it's so it good. Kind of uh, it's what I figured out is that's kind of the move. You yeah. know, uh, me and me and Jay were kind of discussing it. But then, you know, like as bartenders, we still we still tinker. So halfway through the thing, between uh, me and Jay and Alba, we ended up putting sherry in it and, <laughs> and, and finding out that that uh, that the two funks, yes. the, the funkiness, they of cancel both each other out, right? Cancelled each other out and make it harmonious. And it was, and it was it's so amazing strange drink. So so that's it's, kind it's of what what, what 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 I made. Um, it's usually kind of an, an Oloroso would be, would be a bit mm-hmm. better, but the Fino kind of oh, shows great. pretty good too. No, I mean, it's
1: especially today in Texas with the weather being the way it is. Yeah, in it's a nice dark, uh, winter, in January. winter day in January, right? <laughs> well, your, bl- your blinds are open. Blinds are open. Windows a open, breeze is coming through.
2: A little balmy inside here. Yeah. I got to tell you, I,
1: w- I went out the other night and went to Small Victory Josh, Josh Loving's place and Jay, Jay was there. It was funny, like I was just there and I was like, Oh, hanging out with a friend. And he was there, caught up and I'm like, Hey, so don't take offense to this, but can I get the seven year in a daiquiri? Because not only is just the regular of Brava daiquiri at Small Victory probably when I talk about top five drinks in Austin, anybody that comes in I'm like go there, get that, done, great ambiance, you'll be fucking set. changed my life. Changed. for 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 daiquiri, it completely changed. Oh yeah. I can't it totally I
2: did. Really can't. And and you know, I don't get paid to I do get paid to say that. Okay, <laughs> well, so, no, you do. <laughs> so but 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 on but in all honesty, I mean like you, you know, being as being the the first full-time employee yeah. brand ambassador for 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 the, uh, for the 86 company, um little known fact was I actually purchased the first bottles of uh of Aylesbury Duck and Connie no Bravo. Where were you at at that um, point? At People's Last Stand. Oh, okay. At yeah, yeah. the bar I opened um in between stints at at Cedar Social, um, but yeah, we had we had like this big tiki party, and uh, and Jay was like, I think we'll be able to get Kanye Brava that day, and I was like, Can I launch? Kanye? Can I launch a yeah, yeah, company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, uh, you know, not the biggest. Like the, it was a big, it was it was a huge party. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so like having those daiquiris with Kanye Brava was 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 it's completely eye opening because there's it,
1: nothing. It is as close as a Havana Club daiquiri as you could ever get. And you can only get those, at least for now, outside of the country. Absolutely. And, you know, I was in Europe recently having those kinds of daiquiris. I'm like, God, if only I could have this kind of sensation at home. <laughs> and so I had, I think I think it was Steve, it might have been Sheed, but one of the dudes at, at Small Victory made yeah. me a seven-year daiquiri. And I... I didn't Absolutely think it aff- was gonna work. I affirm that it is one of the finest cocktails ever. Mm-hmm. E-
2: easily, easily.
1: I've had plenty of. We both have. I actually of really cocktails. didn't think it was gonna work. Why? It's I, so I'd, amazing. It's because incredible. I
2: don't like, <laughs> I don't like aged rums in my dagger. Really? That's what I, I. it was. It's just. It's but that since it's so dry and, and kind of crisp, yeah. I thought
1: that's why I was like, it'll work because right. it'll not overpower the citrus, and it still has the body that's tight enough right. to not disrupt the low end.
2: I had to eat my words because I think it's. It's absolutely fantastic. It's one of the finest you know, drinks you can have. I, I think it's I I think it's amazing and I, and I mean and Havana Club is is fantastic and everybody loves Havana Club and that and that's that was really the the um the hole in the market that right. Kanye Bravo was supposed to fill. We were really we really thinking that this rum is not available. And when when you right. think about the light rums out there on the market, nothing I don't have tastes to really like name, name names, but no, yeah, and and, and any in any of the any of the rums really any rum in general is is really kind of so stepped on by the time you get it um added sugars and yeah thing, and added flavor coloring and glycerin like, stuff like, like there, that, there's yeah. not there's not really it's not really rules you know and and so and so when you come down to it it's like it's like man everybody really was like we really want a vanna club yeah um you yeah. know and and just like every other bartender, you someone's traveling outside of the country. You tell them to bring, bring, bring your home Havana Club. Yes, but I've got, I've got Havana Club on my wall. I've got, you know, I've, I've made the things and we've, we've, we've done the test and i have actually found out that, that, that you know, it, it is a little bit different. You know, it is. Where we it's, started, it's slightly,
1: it's not as funky, but it is as dry.
2: Right. Well, we started. Um, we started with that. The whole idea started as is, is like we don't know. As Americans, we don't know what, what the daiquiri and the mojito is supposed to taste like. Right, I, based upon their their beginnings. Yeah. No, and, you're totally right. And it and it's and that that was the uh, you know like one of one of the most one one of the awesome decadent Simon Ford stories is is actually uh, him actually being at the uh, at the Savoy in uh, in London mm-hmm. and uh, and being able to. L- to get to to get inside uh, uh, Harry Craddock's liquor library. Oh my gosh! And make and and with Eric Lorenz there, like make uh, whatever he wanted, right? Make daiquiris with with uh, with with rums from the um, from twenties and thirties. Yeah. That is where is kind of where the the story of Kind begins. Yeah. It has to work well in the daiquiri, and that's that's where you know it that's that's where its strength is 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 we feel like if 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 i put a a rum in in my well it's got to make a damn good yeah it's it's got to be the best test absolutely and i and and into and to put that that daiquiri up against another Mm -hmm. uh, another light rum i I think it's it's night and day It, it it really feels like You've never had a daiquiri before. <laughs> You're totally right, and that but, seven
1: year transformed it even further from. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just it, exceptional. It,
2: it is. It's it's a it's a different thing. I yeah, think. and and I I don't really enjoy it in a daiquiri. Eating my
1: own words. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that transition like then? So it, it's it's amazing because you have this really incredible journey. You're watching the Dallas scene, for lack of a better word. Kind of emerge, bubble up. Michael Martinson's doing some things. He develops a James Bo- James Beard nominated crew mm-hmm. at Cedar Social. You guys do Smith. There's some kind of interesting business decisions behind the <laughs> behind the fucking curtains, which of which you know I, I just could only get some of that backdraft from in Aust- Austin. But you opened People's Last Stand, uh-huh. and then what were you thinking to get into the brand ambassador game? Did you were you tired of being behind the bar? Did you feel like your intelligence or your skills had to somehow be fulfilled in a different medium. What, what exactly was that like?
2: I really needed. I think I really needed a change yeah. at the at the time. Um, the the time came. Um, that one of those. Well, after that, that those business decisions yeah. that we made, <laughs> <laughs> which bubbled their um, way up and aired, in it Austin went even. all over the place. Like you know, just kind of like everybody kind of heard of this this group that all the bartenders Mm quit um from two different locations i mean like that that was that was a tough decision to make but it was a long and hard decision I that decision took years i mean it literally it wasn't it wasn't a a split decision in a day yeah um but that that also put us in a in a different position uh because we did that right in november i think Mm -hmm. um so it was the beginning of november um, we're going into the holiday season we didn't have jobs. And, uh, but the fortunate thing that, that I found out during that period is that holiday parties that you didn't have, <laughs> like holiday parties are awesome. Yeah? Like when you don't have a job, sure, like you can do them all and, and they pay so well. Right. So kind of turned into, um, uh, a kind of, uh, uh, a temp agency amongst ourselves we just kind of like started finding each other work and and uh and and got through the holidays and after holidays kind of slowed down i traveled a little bit went to um to charleston um for food and wine Mm -hmm. and you know i'm hanging out with some brand people and doing uh doing the thing and uh and and i'm coming back and i and i i'd been kind of like in a in a weird place about you know what we had done and, and losing Smith was right. was like a Heartbreak, huge deal you know. for me, um, and then we uh, and then we we had uh, th- then you know I was I thought maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna entertain the thought like I've been offered things in the past sure. but probably you know, kind I, of vapid and, and maybe I not was like... like yeah well I'll go for it and we'll see but I don't know maybe part time or mm-hmm. this that the other. Um, but I was like actually thinking about taking a plunge and, uh, and I'm flying back, uh, to Dallas and I get, get back, there's a missed call. Um, and, and I, and it's from Jay and, and I, I call him back as I'm walking my dog and, uh, and he offered me a job. No shit. So it was like, I decided to entertain the thought in the one company that, would have made a more attra- like would have would have asked and and i would have just said no yeah like no questions asked, or just said yes no questions yeah asked, yeah was actually a 86 company and 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 it like kind of self-fulfilling prophecy a little bit
1: amazing <laughs> how's the, how long you've been doing the ambassador um, almost with? two years now two ne- yeah almost two years yeah, from, really yeah
2: yeah it's i mean it's an amazing ride I've, I've you know seeing seeing a company grow from you know like five five guys yeah. to like you know to actually having a company now right <laughs> is, right is, is yeah like we're so small by the way yeah, <laughs> like, no, not, I, like we're <laughs> not like we're not like by any means anywhere near where we need to be yeah but it, in due time it, but we're I mean the growth it's just it's no one no one does no one grows like that yeah. and and it, and it's really because of where our roots are and I think because we all Come from the bar, and we all have, like, people trust us a little yeah. bit more. You know? Well, no, the, being able to vouch for something, we talk
1: about this, like having integrity, that's mm-hmm. actually what this industry is based on. Right. So if you're the guy or girl that gets overly intoxicated at a, an event and vomits on everybody's shoes, odds are it's going to reflect poorly on the brand, that's and people it. won't
2: vouch for you. That's a lot of, that's a lot of the truth.
1: Absolutely. So you're talking like 2 years now with 86 company. You guys have Alsberry? Is that right? So that way to see it. Um Alsberry. Alsberry. Alsberry duck. The yeah. vodka, Corona kind of Brava rum, Bravrum. Tequila Ford, uh F- Cabeza. Cabeza, the tequila, Ford's gin. And Ford's gin, yeah. Yeah, dude, and now the 7 year Corona kind of Brava. And now the 7 year, yeah. Not
2: a bad set of <laughs> colors to <laughs> paint with. It's not a bad lineup. I mean, like a lot of people I I I know like kind of get a little bit jealous about my portfolio. Yeah, is like, oh yeah, you know, I'm the worst. I'm the world's worst salesman. But I have I have, I have products that I really believe in, and, and you don't even love. have to sell it at that point. It's right? really hard to like, yeah. It's. I mean, like, you, I'm just you gonna do explain it. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, I don't really, I don't really have to sell it a whole lot. I just have to explain it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that that comes that's really good coming from um, uh, the the people that 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 we we've, we've got the yeah. team that we've got or I mean, we're so into education, we're so into like providing that, you know, right, that that um, that at times we can be too talky about our, of, sure. about our products yeah. because we want to be transparent. And so and so like uh, sometimes, you know, some buyers might not. Be so interested, we might go a little bit too far, and then yeah. Uh, but then we come come across like some of the the, the really like nerdy ones that really want to know right like where something. Well, it takes
1: all kinds, made. man. Yeah, you know, and you guys have been incredibly transparent about all the products.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's as, something as I think is
1: cool. really really important. Yeah, as mm-hmm. a part of the values of the company, mm-hmm. and how you guys communicate. I you know we talked Jay and I talked about a whiskey and stuff. We will not have to delve into that. But for you, the more that you learn, because in a sense, it's like you've been in this curriculum. Right. The GM curriculum. All right, cool. That's one set of coursework. Mm-hmm. Developing your cocktail, uh, not culture, but uh, cocktail programs. That's one set of coursework. Right. Going and excelling in innovation and R&D with mm-hmm. James Beard nomination. I mean, that's kind of what that indicates. Mm-hmm. That's one set of coursework. Finish that. So I'm built on my left hand here. I'm right. counting down, right? So. Being a brand ambassador for what is a wonderful portfolio spirits, mm-hmm. another set of coursework. What is that other piece before you're done? Because I know I you're we I can feel we're similar in the sense that it's never over, it's, it's never over. You know
2: that's that's uh, that's that's the truth. It's yeah. never it, it, it is never over. There's always something left to attain, um, but not
1: but not because. You know how sometimes it's
2: like, "Well, but I could be making more money." No, no, no. It's, it's not, not about it's, the money, man. You know, it's
1: about the knowledge, about the experience. I'm
2: too much of a of of an idealist to to think that way. I, yeah. I I've 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 taken steps down so many times in yeah. my life <laughs> yeah. that uh that and started over like, you know, it's it's almost I've almost become a pro at it. Yeah. Um but but you know like once I once I kind of got locked into this world, I realized uh, like this, this world, this community, and uh, and in this business, I realized that this is this is really what I wanted. Uh, this is what I wanted the whole time. Um, the, the The last piece is me and just I'm a bartender.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: uh, in your soul, heart, yeah. in soul, and and um, in the you know, all I want to do is serve people. Right. I want to be able to affect someone's day. I want to be able to, you know, like do this, that, the other, like, you know, make, make change in, in, in people's, uh, in people's lives. Right now, um, now to do that, I think, I think one of the things is eventually I want to own my own place. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, some people might think, you know, you're in the liquor business now. Like that's, No, it's parallel. You're up and you're going there. You know, like, and and I'm I'm so yeah. I love that. I think I think that's that's great. Um, but one day, one day, it's it's probably about it's going to be about simplifying. Sure, it's going to be about simplifying back down and just being that bartender at that bar. And I think that that's uh, that's that's like. I don't know the people that I know that are that are that are uh, that really have this in their soul. Mm-hmm. That's that they can't ever reject. They it. can't ever reject. They uh, want that. They're, that's what they want. They yeah. want. They want to be back there. And 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 I think that that uh, that these positions, like uh, these roles, these brand ambassadors that you know everybody has, they kind of they they weren't there. No. They weren't there before. Not in Texas. They weren't. I mean, they, th- those roles were not around. You know, right. like you saw every once in a while, you saw like a a national brand ambassador, you know, like global ambassador who had come through town or something. But you never had a whole lot of these roles. And yeah. and I think that a lot of people are are taking taking that as as their their quick exit, which sure. is not. It's it's I you it's, know it can't it's not always a final move. No, it's not. <laughs> and I think one of the things is it's really point worth pointing out.
1: Like before we wrap, is that I let's say I follow an Instagram for a brand, okay, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Well, let's say it's vodka, right? And so I follow this vodka brand. Lots of steady flow of content, steady flow of pictures for months, six months. Mm-hmm. I happen to know who the particular brand ambassador is. Great, great, but. After six months, that person jets because they find a better opportunity with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the brand is left high and dry, Right, doesn't have representation on Twitter, or rather on Instagram in this case, and then the brand is diluted. And no pun intended. (laughs) But (laughs) this is what's happening now. And it's something that brands aren't really thinking about long term, is that with the attrition and the Mm -hmm. turnover, in those positions, they're actually losing consistency for their customers, which is probably the top value that anybody would want when they're buying you right. buy a Miller genuine draft, what do you want it to taste like? You want it to taste like it when you first time you had it when you were twelve years old. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's the thing, man. So do you <coughs> when you think about just I, I don't know if it's a, a sense of entitlement, if it's just movement generally in, in the career, but do you think that the industry and this I don't think this is applicable to eighty six company because it's such a close knit of experts and things like that but just on the whole with brand ambassadors do you think that's actually going to hurt brands in the long term just all that attrition yeah
2: i know put you on the spot that's a tough one yeah yeah that's a tough one especially being someone in that in that job um but you know you're you mean you've worked with your bosses and stuff that's a little bit different it's not so corporatized i think there's a there's a there's a definite ebb and flow there's always an ebb and flow in, in in business whether you're talking about suppliers or distributors or or anything like that. Like sometimes some people are on top, sometimes other people are on top. Some right. pe- sometimes you get great service from some people. Sometimes it switches to the other side. Yeah, it's 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 all based upon people. Yeah. I mean, and uh, and that's that's what uh, what it is. But it, once you get once you once you've got a company that is so large, it's still based upon people. Yeah. But those people sometimes become interchangeable. They and really it, do. And, 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 and it and uh, dispensable, actually. Absolutely. Uh, which is which is kind of unfortunate, but um but the thing is, is they always they they they're on top, so they always they always they bounce always back. bounce back. They, I mean, there's no it doesn't like Bacardi isn't going to be damaged if you know right. if they isn't going to be really damaged by by laying off a ton of people. Right. Like they've done it uh, a bunch of multiple, times. Multiple times. That's what yeah. that's what companies that's what corporations do. <laughs> it, it's not. Like we feel like entitled because we're bartenders, and we see our friends as ambassadors and 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 in these sales roles and things like that. Yeah. We see them as one of us, um, but they're still just another employee of of this company that is just as ex- expendable, expendable as the mailroom guy. Yeah. So I mean, like, so it's not a surprise. So it's not a surprise. It's not. It's not the service industry anymore. It's not working in a bar anymore. Where yeah. where like you know, it may be easier, it may be really hard to get fired. But, you know, like, like these huge companies, they have huge, like, like the that bar moves a little bit, a bunch of people get fired. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works. So, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really see, see it as something that's going to change. Um, I feel like at, as the 86 company, that that's kind of a culture we are trying to change. Right we're trying we're trying to change people's perception of, of what we do um you know we we came out of the box doing things completely different you right. know we, you know like it's uh we first off we catered to the professionals first and the bar bartenders first and on-premise first right um I, that that's something that's rarely done and 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 then besides that, it's it's just about how we treat people, right? And and, and it's in how how open we are, and how like how ready, conceivably ready we are to show people everything. Well,
1: that's which, the model. So that's the model that's going to work. I think it is because
2: I think it is. I, the the antithesis of that or the inverse
1: mm-hmm. or whatever brands are going to suffer when they keep. Cycling through people like that, because it, you hire a personality to bring a specific narrative to your brand, and you let them represent you on social. Just for example, right? If you keep cycling through that, that what it ends up being a disparate message in social or a disparate mm-hmm. message as it's public facing, it's going to damage these brands long term. And obviously, oh, yeah. Diageo seeing it, Bacardi seeing it,
2: absolutely. And and see, I guess uh, I guess what, what I would say our, our end game for eighty six w- would be that in a situation that that happens that you know we anticipate a consistent growth we anticipate we're not going we're not going anywhere we're we're a small company we're flush with with product we're i mean we're we're trying to play we're trying to play with the big with the big boys yeah um but we're trying to keep our soul at this we're trying to keep our soul in the same place that it was before um uh not saying that uh, that other companies are soulless just saying that that Instead of like trying to make this great product to get out there and like and let's let's get out there and just uh, bash or or let's let's just dissolve the company and sell it to someone and do this do do, make the moves like that, Um, it's like almost trying to get get into the system and almost like taking it back to that DIY punk rock is is getting in the system and changing the system from inside and and that's basically like saying that saying that we want to keep doing what we're doing if you're if if the system that that's that's going really right now isn't working for these other companies um you do the we want them to come look at we want them to look at us and go hey we need to start acting as a model like them yeah and, and that is that is when i i feel like we've made a big mark on 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 the liquor industry right. is 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 when transparency is king where where you know people understand what they're paying for mm-hmm. at you know, when the when they're, when they're going to the liquor store or what ingredients they're putting into uh, cocktails and that are end up going into people's bodies, you right. know, the, like, like how uh, workers are treated and things like that. Like it, 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 it's, we don't have to have a huge mouthpiece and scream it from the top of the, uh, just of, do it. of the, of the yeah. self-evident. It's just all about doing it. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, we're not, you, know, we did the, the forged in green, green glass initiative and. And we, uh, you know, we made that all about sustainability. Brought in Ian Griff- Griffiths from, uh, White line, from, yeah. from White Line from um, White Line to do this tour, and and it and it was and it, the whole thing is about like don't throw stuff away. It, it's like yeah, it's right. really like it's really oh, about it's real profound, right? <laughs> really, that's what it is. It's reuse what you can, and 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 those things are are kind of it, those are the little challenges that we want to do, and instead of instead of inc- just coming out and throwing a huge party and making everybody like hey right. 86 guys get, got us wasted. We want to leave we want to leave people with something, you know. Yeah. And and I think that 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 we've done an okay job of that. We're getting better. I mean, I think I think uh you know, as we progress as a company, mm. it gives us more of a opportunity to do more.
1: It's been amazing, man. You guys have done a really good job and I love everybody that I've met with the company so far. I look forward to speaking with Simon at some point and yeah. Even to Sean and stuff, but those are some great conversations. Good, good, <laughs> per- <laughs> good, good personalities. But you know, one on this note that that seven year is fucking impeccable. You guys did a wonderful thanks. job thanks with it, man. And I can't wait to see what happens next with, with you guys. I but can't wait. I can't either. There's
2: some great stuff coming.
1: It's been a killer, <laughs> killer stay in Dallas so far. And Omar, thanks so much for sitting down and chat with me. <laughs> thanks and a lot, Mike. And I uh, love you, Pet in Brooklyn over here. <laughs> right? He's, he's, he's been, been very he's actually engaged. Been silent. But yeah, he's, he's, he's been, been listening, though. He's been listening in <laughs> and kind of wagging his tail. He's a good, good boy. So thanks, man. Thanks All right. so much. Cheers. Talk soon.
2: Well, there we have it. What do you
1: guys think? Omar is a really, really wonderful guy, right? I didn't know he played bass. I didn't know he toured with the Rev. This is the first time I've ever chatted with him, and he so kindly invited me into his house, let me kind of lounge about on his couch. He served me a Brilliant cocktail with Cona Brava, and I got to hang out with this cute dog, Brooklyn. Talk about bass guitar again. We talk about cocktails again. It was really, really a great experience, and thank you so much, Omar. And it's wonderful to know that people like Omar, personalities like Omar, kind of staples of Dallas, staples of the hospitality industry, are there fighting and working for the 86 company. Some great products with Ford's Gin, Ellsbury Duck Vodka, and obviously, as we enjoyed a lot of, and after the chat, the Brava rum. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter what seven-year rum you might be drinking or prescription julep you may be enjoying on a nice, sunny afternoon in Dallas, please keep dancing.